Welcome to My Hometown Artist Podcast. We talk about showing up authentically on social media as an artist, creative, or right-brained entrepreneur, so you can do what you love. I'm your host, Hannah. I'm here to help you find self-growth, expand your work, and have more fun trying new things. We stay curious and focus on being solution-driven. Let's get to it. And I'm so excited mm-hmm. to talk to you. I, I saw your page and I thought it was just so just so kind the way that you were teaching other people how to do things and Aww. like just having fun because I feel like people are not having f- like fun with their art, like just taking mm-hmm. the time to like show us how to make stuff. So I, I just wanted to ask you some questions about like yeah. what your experience has been because I, I also like it caught my eye because you had a few videos where you addressed um, like social media as an artist not being like that big of a deal to like take a break. So I, w- I really want to mm-hmm. hear like your perspective about all of it. So to, to kick us off just for everybody listening, can you tell us your name and what you do? Yeah. My name is Mary de los Santos. I know it's a kind of a mouthful. It's a Spanish last name. It's got like three different words in it. <laughs> but uh, I'm a I'm a multimedia artist. I work primarily in painting and sculpture, but I also like to dabble in other things like collage or photography or printmaking. I've been doing a lot of um, different things lately, just kind of uh, freshening up my skills. And the ones that I'm more uh, professional in and the ones that I'm more like advanced in are definitely... Uh, paintings and drawing Mm. wow so you do a lot and you you do uh, collages which is close to my heart because they make me go crazy that the last collage (laughs) I tried to do made me go crazy because I got too too intricate with it like I was I was at the point where I was like cutting individual letters from newspaper magazines like I was making a ransom note to like fix <laughs> like my collage to use the letters and honestly though think, like sometimes the the lettering is really pretty and really cool like I understand that completely <laughs> yeah I was like at some point I was like wait I was cutting I was like what am I doing this is really weird <laughs> but I I love multimedia artists because I feel like it's so rare to see it, especially on social media, because it's like, how do you represent that? It's so many things, so many materials, and like people just kind of get overwhelmed by it. So I'm so excited to talk to you about it. And oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my first question is, uh, you went to school and you focused on sculpture, I think, mm-hmm. is what I saw. Yeah. What did you do during that degree and what was what was it like to learn those things? Well, uh, honestly, before I chose sculpture, um, they gave us a bunch of different kinds of intermediate classes. So I learned a lot about photography. I learned a lot about printmaking and painting and sculpture and also about animation and illustration. And out of all of those things, I thought uh, I would go with the one that I knew the least about, which was sculpture, because at that point, I didn't know anything about sculpture. I didn't really know anything about like clay sculptures or paper sculptures, like you know, metal sculptures, wood sculptures. I didn't really like familiar with tools. And that's kind of my line of thinking. And that's why I chose that because it was something that I had never dove into before. And I was willing to take that chance. I was willing to dive into something, not knowing whether or not I was going to actually like it or not. And it turns out like I loved it. Like I loved making my metal sculptures. I loved making my wood sculptures. I loved making soft sculptures, like stuffed animals and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like to still touch up on some of those things, but I don't exactly have like a studio for like the kind of big projects that I want to make. So for now, it's kind of on the back burner. So that's why I'm mm-hmm. doing paintings and like smaller scale stuff. Yeah, it takes more time. It takes more space. It takes like more investment. You got to mm-hmm. also like the clay is delicate. You have to have a kiln to go take yeah. it to. Yeah, I have I've had um a hard time with pottery when I tried it. Um, like back when I was like five years ago, when I was like trying other forms of art, I hated the texture of the clay when it was dried. And there was something about it. Like I had to have radical acceptance of like, this does not feel good, but the outcome is so beautiful. So I just stuck with it. And <laughs> I, I don't regret it. Cause I've never heard yet someone on my podcast yet. Who's tried all those things. Like, that is a lot of things to get into. So kudos to you for being brave and trying those things. Some people, Aww. the moment that they don't like it, they'll be like, I, I think I'm done with this. But you, <laughs> you tried many things, which is really cool. And I would love to ask you uh, how you found yourself being a creative person or an artist at all. Um, did you grow up making things as a as a child or did you have a role a role model? How did you end up doing what you do? It was actually probably a little bit of both. Uh, I've always sort of just been a creative person as a child. And I think my mom caught up, caught onto that pretty quickly. And so she started buying me art supplies and she saw that I was really attuned to it. And so she kept on buying me art supplies. But not only that, but she also took me to like art museums, art galleries, uh, museums in general, and just kind of opening my eyes and my, my heart to art and it was really nice. You know, I, I do accredit her mostly for her taking me to those places and kind of exposing me to the art world. But after that point, it was just kind of like I took off. Like I pretty much decided my art career when I was like seven. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's so precious. I I remember when I was like in middle school and elementary and even high school, the only opportunities that I got to go to art museums were because of one teacher and we're based in, in the in the United States, but so it's kind of like our arts aren't really invested in that much. So the only way I got to a gallery was one teacher really, really pushed for us and made it happen and Aww. convinced the board to make it happen of the school. And I I feel like we forget those people in our lives who who worked hard to just get us to like see these things because you have to take a bus if you're not in a city to get there. If you're in a city, it still costs money. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's really precious. That's really cool that your mom did that for you because what a cool parent, what a cool role (laughs) to get you into that. Yeah, I was really appreciative of her all these years. And I, every time I do art or I think about art, I always think about how, like, I wouldn't be here without my mom showing me those things. And, of course, like, all my art teachers that I've made, like, friends with, you know, um, later in the years. Like, there's a couple of my art professors that are now currently my friends, which is really nice, too, because they still teach me things, even though they're not my teachers anymore. Mm, that's so nice. And I love um, the fact that you post your work on on the internet because I feel like there's so many multimedia artists who just don't want to share the the breadth the breadth of the things that they do and all the variety so how what has your experience been posting on social media or or just personally like how do you feel about it right now I think um 
it's definitely a little bit harder being a multimedia artist on social media because as like the algorithm would like you to have, it would like you to have just one niche and just stick with that. And for some people, I get that that probably works really well and, you know, kudos to those people. But for me personally, that's not going to work at all because I just don't want to do one thing and I'm just going to not do one thing. So I'm choosing to go against it. So it's kind of my own like rebellious little way of being like, I'm going to make whatever art I want, regardless of what the algorithm is showing to people, regardless, people are going to find it and they're going to like it, you know? Yeah. And sometimes those things like the rebellious acts, like not using a trending audio or like not doing what we think that the algorithm wants us to do. Sometimes that can become the thing that we like. We're like, oh yeah. When we follow other artists, we're like, that person is doing their thing. And all of a sudden, that's what that's what we're seeing like work as far as reaching people, which is so mind boggling to me. And I love that the app is still capable of doing that because you're like, I would have never seen you. But because you were being a rebellious person, I saw it because it was just so <laughs> out of the box. I love that. And I love the videos that you have where you're just having fun. Like you're talking about your other interests. Like I think you're also like you're into Magic the Gathering and things like that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, <laughs> dancing and stuff. And I I want to know how you decide what to post as far as like things about your personality or like fun things. Do you have like uh, a certain like way you decide what you're going to share as far as those things go? Um, it all kind of draws back to humor. Um, I do want to just kind of keep it playful and keep it kind of humorous, uh, regardless of uh, my paintings. Usually, when it comes to like my art contact, they're a little, or contact <laughs> context, um, they're a little bit more serious and a little bit more well thought out. But I guess when it comes to the more playful videos that you see about like my personality or my interests or what I'm doing, it's got a couple of purposes. One is to maybe find people that appreciate the interests that I have and maybe share the same interests and to maybe reach those people but also just to kind of make them laugh and just show them the silly things that happen in my life and just show like like the kaleidoscope is one of my favorite things I got I actually just got uh, another kaleidoscope recently that's like a different kind of effect so and I do that because and I want to be able to show that too just because I feel like those are some things that we kind of get away from um, that we don't like really enjoy play anymore So I'm kind of using my videos as a form of that to show other people like a visual play. Mm, I love that. And it's funny you said kaleidoscope and and you mentioned playing because uh, I just had a photo shoot and I I am uh, a photographer. I that's what one of my degrees is in is in photography. And I am super like focused on like getting really technically great shots, basically. And I was doing this photo shoot with a photographer and they, they pulled out like a kaleidoscope effect um, lens that like, it's like a physical thing. Yeah. You hold over the lens and like they were shooting with it. And I was like, I, I never use those when I photographed or when I do photograph now. Cause I'm like, I'm not having fun with it. I'm just like, well, I need this shot to get this done for whatever marketing thing I'm doing. And I'm like, you know, why don't I like, why don't I have fun with things like that? Like, <laughs> what, what is the point if I'm not going to make it look fun just for fun, you know? 
Yeah, and that was kind of my same line of thinking too. Is that um, I was doing art and I was posting. I was posting pretty regularly and pretty constantly, and also making art pretty constantly. But that was like starting to really burn me out, and it was starting to stress me out because I was getting too concerned about the amount of postings and when and what, and it was getting too technical and it was getting too, I don't know, like rigid for me. And so I decided to just break out of that and just sort of first change my mindset and just realize that like social media, it's like, it's not that deep, you know, <laughs> and just kind of, and just learn to like get, uh, get silly with it. Even with like my current drawings, my current collages, this current collage series that I'm working on now is all about that same idea about just kind of going with the flow and just letting happen what happens. And if it comes out good or bad, it doesn't matter because I still made it and I still had fun doing it. Yeah, it's the whole point. I love that. And it, it reminds me of when I when I have like calls with my clients, We I always ask them like, what is the current state of the union for them? Like, what is, what are you feeling? Like, like I wanna get to know what they're like because if there's someone who enjoys structure, and they're like, I want to post like Monday and Wednesday and Thursday and this type of content on these days. That's fine. And, and I do that for people who work that way. But for people who don't work that way and they feel like it's less enjoyable, I'm like, okay, the boundaries need to be looser and the like the fun dial needs to be turned up because that's the way that they show up and the way that they will do it. Um, so it's really important to know yourself because then you can know how you're going to get to whatever goal you want or like enjoy this so that you don't want to quit like two weeks from now. Yeah. That's, that's actually super insightful. And I appreciate that you see that most people don't see that. Yeah. And I, I tried to make a really like rigid schedule for myself and I tried to like put myself on like a, like a post schedule, but I just found that that doesn't really work with me just because my life is pretty crazy (laughs) and erratic most of the time. So I, I try to take it just day by day. Like I never try to uh, anticipate for the following day too much, really. I might have like a general rough draft, I guess you could say, of like how the day should go or what the things I should do in that day. But um, mostly I just keep it loose. And if it gets done, then, you know, that's cool. But if it doesn't get done, that's also cool too. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a new wave of, of like how we're going to approach things. And I love it. I I would love to also ask, what has been a challenge for you or been frustrating or uh, made it hard for you to continue to show up and to post? Because I feel like when we share those things with other people, we can like brainstorm about uh, helping us solve the problem or just feel less alone about it. So what has been your biggest challenge as far as posting? Uh, My biggest challenge uh, is regards to like the amount of views I guess you could say or the amount of like interaction with it and that sometimes that can kind of get me down if like the views and interactions is low but I have to kind of remind myself that like again it's not that serious and it's not that deep and that it's not personal you know it's just that some content is more popular than others and that's fine because that's just how the internet and social media works lately so it's just a matter more of like not taking things too personally Mm -hmm. yeah and I see a lot of artists who like are at the beginning stages of a page or they're revamping the page or they took a break, a lot of the times the the engagement goes down and they're like, okay, um, I, I have told people before that answering questions on videos is the best way to 
get an engagement with your audience. But if they're not asking questions, it's like a chicken and egg situation. And you're like, where do I start? And I always love to tell people like when you do talking head videos where you're looking at the camera and you ask questions and you you don't edit it a lot, that's like the best thing that I've seen for like new pages or people who are restarting or needing a boost of engagement is doing that because I I feel like when we like edit or we don't show our face too much, people are like, well, like I'm invested, but not really. Like I'm here to just witness and I'm not here to interact with it. So that's, that's kind of what I've seen work. And I, I love when you do videos of you talking because it's funny. Like some of them are funny. Well, not the talking ones. The dancing ones are funny. And <laughs> the like the ones where you're talking, it's like that's how I talk. That's how my my brain works. And I know that that's got to help other people to feel like they can do it too when they see you do it. Have you, have you had any uh, like benefits from posting like people in your life getting to know you better or recognizing your work or anyone like you've connected with? Have you had any benefits like that? Um, I have actually, there was a, there was somebody on TikTok that I became very fond of and I think of them whatever, cause I know that they kind of struggle just in their life in general. And this is somebody that I had never met. I don't even know where they live, but it's just somebody that I met over the internet. But I just grew kind of fond of them and I used my art to kind of connect with them. I even drew a self-portrait of them as like a appreciation to them just to show like I'm a random person, basically a stranger, but I still care about you and I still, you know, want to be your friend. Mm, that's so sweet. That's so precious. I think I would cry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like artists are just such a unique breed of people and they're so they're so kind and they're 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 also self-aware of like what it what it means like because because they know what it means to them like when someone does that for them and this it just becomes this roundabout like reciprocity of people just uh feeling like less alone and that's why I I hate when my for you page on TikTok moves away from artists on Instagram and goes to something else, something right like lizards or something. Because I'm like, <laughs> no, I just want to give back to other people who are like me. Because there's something about how our brains work that's really special, and I I love your uh, like lightheartedness about it. And I I would love to ask, how if, do you have any advice for? having fun with our pages and our social media because I feel like you do that and so many people struggle with it and it doesn't come naturally to them what advice would you give to someone who's like not having fun with it and they want to have fun with it I would say that um, if you go to pick up your phone for a video make sure that you are doing it with a purpose and not trying to get like some in the moment kind of snapshot because usually when you're trying to get in the moment things that are happening and you try to whip out your phone, that moment dissipates completely. So that's probably the main problem when people are trying to capture like a funny moment and then um, like trying to capture it genuinely because that happens to me all the time. Like my cats are super hilarious and super funny, but as soon as I whip up that phone, they're like, <laughs> they just stop completely. And so I would say that like, if you're going to have fun with it, um, just be purposeful with your camera and with your phone. And maybe take some different kind of angles or shots or maybe see what it's like to be an ant and put your phone on the floor. 
you know? <laughs> it's like, just kind of, um, let's think about your phone as you and just change your perspective a little bit. That's great. I love, I love the example of the cats. Cause we're, we are all basically just little animals who are afraid of everything <laughs> and have anxiety and have stage fright. So that's really cute. I, the older I get, the more I want a cat. And I, I have always been a dog person, but the older I get, the more I'm like, it seems a lot chiller to have a cat. But some of them <laughs> it is are... a lot chiller. Okay. I, I like to ask cat or, cat owners before I purchase one one day or, or adopt one one day. I got to ask before I do that. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> just jump into it. And that's, that's really great advice. And I also saw a video of you talking about taking uh, a break because you hadn't posted in a while. And you were really relaxed about it. And I would love to ask, how did you know it was time to take a break? Or how do you know when it's time to purposely take a step back? Like, how do you recognize those signs? You know, what's really funny about that video. I know which one you're talking about. And it was actually like, I was pretty much that was like, after I had like a mental breakdown a little bit, because a lot of like, a lot of stuff in my life had just like, exploded pretty much and I wasn't sure about the severity and how like it was gonna like recuperate after that so I thought about that situation and I thought about me and my situation currently as an artist I thought well I think this is a time (laughs) for me to take a break I think this is this is the point where I feel like if I take a break and I take some time to myself and not worry about that situation not worry about the art situation not worry about social media then I will start to feel better. And that's essentially like what happened. And that's what that was, is that my outside life, personal life started interfering with my professional life. So at that point, I took a break. But I think same thing for vice versa, when your professional life starts to take a toll, and your personal life is doing good, you know, it would also be good to take a break during that point too, just to kind of step away. Because sometimes when we're too close to the actual thing that's happening, we don't see the big picture. So sometimes it just helps to kind of literally take yourself out of the situation and just focus on you for a second. Mm, Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for sharing. That's, that's hard. I think it's hard to talk about it no matter who you are. Just the fact that we're not robots and we don't just constantly keep going. That's, that's really important that you're saying that because I know there's so many people that will listen to this and be like, yeah, I've had, I've had a break, I've had a moment and or a week or a month where I couldn't do it and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing that that's not okay about that. It's it's all fine cuz you're just a human and if you could constantly just keep producing and being efficient then that would be really scary cuz you would be like a robot. And I don't <laughs> think that that feels natural at all. So I don't think anybody wants that really. (laughs) No, I don't think so. And it was super, it was, I just love that you posted that because like how many people have gone through like a time when they needed a break, but they just, they just took it and then came back and they didn't address it or they, they just like put themselves down about it instead of sharing with, with others. And like that, that video is one of the reasons how I found you. So obviously it is something oh. <laughs> that is that obviously it matters that that you said those things and there's probably going to be people out there who are realizing now 
just from hearing you talk about this, that, that it's okay to do that. And that sharing a moment with random strangers or, you know, with people, you know, whoever it is, it, it matters and it's important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then in that video too, I demonstrated that also like, just because I'm not posting and I'm not like actively on social media, I was still working and I was still making drawings and I was still doing art. It's just happening in the background, you know? And so that was sort of my own way also of taking a break of like, well, I'm going to keep doing what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep drawing because I like to draw and I like to make art, but I'm not going to concern myself with posting, not until I feel ready. Mm. Those are, those are some clear boundaries. You got, you got boundaries going on. I love it. And what do you, what do you want to focus on with your work in the future? Are you, I think that you have painting as a part of one of the, one of the things that you're wanting to focus on more. Can you tell us about what, if you have any goals or things you want to do? Yeah, I do actually. Um, the whole entirety of the last year, I didn't get um, a chance to submit anything, like any proposals for galleries. And so this year, I think I'm going to just start working on paintings, just start kind of pushing them out as quickly and as much as I can, and then start sending uh, proposals to galleries for like later in the in the year. That way I can give myself some time to actually make the art and also prepare for the show. Because I... I, I miss that sort of like communication and, and community, especially with galleries and, you know, the whole shebang of like, hey, I have an art gallery. Come to my art gallery. Here's some flyers. Here's some social, you know, so it's like that's also kind of my um, way of like promoting, you know, and it's a it's more of like a I guess you could say it's more like a hearsay kind of promoting like you'd have to actively hear about it or somebody would have to tell you about it in order to know. But I'll be the one to doing most of that on social media, but also on the groundwork too, just like in general Tucson area, maybe posting flyers in like different bars or movie theaters or whatever places I think where people would, you know, see it and would go to my galleries because I miss having that interaction. And plus I have a project or I have a series in particular that is kind of, it needs to be interactive and it needs to have real people because it doesn't work otherwise. It's a, uh, I exchange an art piece for a memory. Oh, yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So it's called Memory Mountain. And I called it that because all of the objects, I cast it in resin or plaster. Depends. I was just kind of depending on, I was experimenting with the material. But all the all of the items that were casted were things a part of my past. So things that you'll find will be like, toys or bottle caps or even like bullet shells and guns and well not entirety of the guns but <laughs> but of like bullet bullet casings or bullets like full bullets just because like my past has a little bit of uh, murky water I like to call it but all of the different sculptures are either painted in a light gray for light memories a medium gray for a mixed memory or a dark gray for dark memories. So you can kind of identify which memories are which based off of how, what color of the gray it is. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. I've You have to send me that or and send us so I can share. That That is so wonderful. It reminds me of um, a poem that I wrote um, that is in uh, my book that I'm writing. And the, the line in the poem is um, uh, like, my, my memories aren't like, things to be constantly talked about they are artifacts like to be observed and that's kind of how the line of the poem goes 
Um, that is so cool. I'm so excited to see that or or to hear about how it goes. Uh, that's really cool that you said artifact too, because that's exactly what they kind of look like. Because um, another thing about the two is that the um, images, because originally they were um, casted in plaster, they came out white. So they looked every, even more like statuesque and even more like an artifact. And I just kept, and even with the ones I poured in resin, I still painted white to keep it like consistent in the look. Wow, that is that is so precious. I love how much you thought about it too. It's it's so interesting the way that you think about that because I've I've been talking a lot about with just like friends and family how like memory can feel so broken up when you've gone through something that is hard to process and like the memory feels like gone and like the easy ones feel like yeah sure I can remember but sometimes you don't even remember like what was what because like stuff happened and you're like you were just a kid so that is so wonderful I can't wait to hear about that if if anybody is in the the Tucson Arizona area um I'm sorry it's so hot but you should go check that out (laughs) Can, can you tell us where people can find you and work with you yeah, of course. Uh, my art, my Instagram handle is articus underscore designs. And it goes the same for everywhere else, for TikTok, for Instagram, and I think also for Facebook. I recently just updated my name for the art page that I have on there. That one's not necessarily like, I don't know, I, that one doesn't have, that one probably has like the least interaction. But if you want, you can, you can find me. <laughs> yeah. And then how, how do you spell articus? Is it A-R-T-I-C-U-S? Yep. A-R-T-I-C-U-S and then underscore designs. But yeah, um, it's funny about this uh, sculpture series and that what you're talking about, how like memories can be very broken up and that um, some of my castings came out broken like this, like this is a bullet bill, but his arms broke off in the casting. And so that's sort of also to kind of uh, push the idea further of like memories, like not being complete. And the reason why they're, they're white is because usually when you see like a bullet bill from Mario, you see that it's black, you know, or you can like you can think about it in your memory that it's black, but as you can see, you don't see the full picture. That's kind of like a, my way of like distorting memories. Wow, I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for sharing all these things and of course for explaining what's going on uh, on your social media and all the things you're doing because it's so special to get this insight. It's so special to hear your process behind it. It's it's super valuable and so many people are going to are going to be so excited to hear about that cuz this is such a cool idea. Thank you so much for talking with me and for spending yeah, time. Yeah, of with course. Me. Thanks for having me. Thank you for spending time with me today. You can submit questions and apply to be on the podcast or just chat with us on our Discord server by visiting me on Instagram or TikTok and searching for the name Hanala, H-A-N-N-A-L-A-H, and then clicking on the link in my bio. Please make sure to leave us a review. It helps me so much to connect with more brilliant artists and creatives. I can't wait to talk to you all again soon.